Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast and a place of celebrating juicy, soulful, whole, full-bodied, embracing of all that is life and a magical wonderland and opportunity. It is a lifetime, so I'm adventuring here for the teeniest, tiniest wink of a glimpse. <laughs> that is a human lifetime. Oh my gosh. So, I said that I'm going to celebrate business as a force for good once again, and I just realized I don't think I did any of that for an episode or two. So I'm going to start with that. So a friend of mine who teaches language was preparing a course on waste, reducing food waste, and there were several businesses that she highlighted, and one of them also, I think is absolutely wonderful, which is spreading to different places, and it's called Too Good to Go. There's this concept where stores that are towards the end of the day, a lot, a lot of times also smaller stores and deli type stores, there's certain fresh stuff that they just cannot sell the next day. You know, like certain fresh breads, or even if you've got certain pestos or sandwiches or things that like, if someone had it in their fridge and overnight, they could definitely take it to work the next day. But you definitely as a store can't really sell it the next day. So, or you could pop it in the freezer, depending what it is. So these stores, what happens is there's an app and you log on and you order like this lucky bag. And the thing is that you don't exactly know what you're going to get in it because it's really dependent on what the store at the end of the day just has over. So look, I mean, obviously if someone has certain kind of allergies or really intense likes or dislikes, this is not for you. But I just think it's really like phenomenal concept at the same time to actually, because you also got to be like open to surprises and willing to try new things and not so like fixated on what you want to get. But I think it's really a delicious idea for, yeah, just everybody wins. You get like good yummy scrumptious stuff at a fraction of the price and it's not landing up in the landfill. So this is a celebration of too good to go, depending where you are on the planet. You can see if it's available in your area. And then the whole idea of gratitude over preference recently. So a couple of things also on the theme of empathy and listening. So on the theme of gratitude over preference, I had a celebratory um, birthday dinner tonight and was going to a place and a friend of mine like really good friend she wished me like she said I hope it meets all your expectations and <laughs> I just kind of replied back that I'm really working with this theme of gratitude over preference so I'm really just going to have a good time regardless so whether it meets all my expectations or doesn't that I'm going to have just as much enjoyment in different way so it'll be different enjoyment, but enjoyment from different angles. And here's what I'm saying. So obviously, like if I do, I have certain criteria. So for me, definitely like a really nice substantial table, especially when it's like using some sort of repurposed wood. Um, oh my God, which this one did. And then also that there's nice cutlery and crockery and glasses. Also that when the food comes, it's made like beautiful. It looks artistically presented and you can feel the love and it looks like a work of art, but it's edible art. And then that there's nice, interesting combinations of flavors and textures and that there's freshness and quality in the ingredients and that the waiting staff are attentive. So you see, I, I do, I have 
certain my mix of what I would regard as like an ultimate experience. So tonight did happen to tick every single box. Just just happened. So it's a lot easier when I mean even even the dessert. Oh me god. It was this like everything also had lots of vegan options. A veg- vegetarian restaurant with that vegan options. And it was this like creamy melt in the mouth pudding, but not too sweet. Then there was a layer of some sort of like dark syrup. And so you had this like pudding in this glass with this dark syrup that it sort of like sunk into this like pale pudding. So it was this layer of this beautiful brown and then the dark brown of the syrup. And then there were these nuts like pistachios and pine nuts and almonds and bits that had been roasted and chopped. So they were glorious just to that point where they're crunchy but not over-roasted. And then there were these fresh za'atar leaves. So who would have thought za'atar leaves in the mix of these nuts and syrup and creamy, oh, just this fusion of savory and sweet. And you get this burst of like, you'd think like, what are you doing there? But somehow you work. And it was like this dance of flavors in my mouth. So on every level, every part of this meal. But I had <laughs> another experience with my son earlier this week where we tried another place. We met up before he was going back. He's on a particular program at the moment. And, oh, my God. Okay, so my lowest standard of salad is one where they just use these, like, crispy green leaves. And then really poor quality. Like, when they use tomatoes, these were, like, the poorest of the poor quality tomatoes. Where they just happen to look like a tomato. But they are absolutely tasteless. Like, zero taste. And the texture of the tomato, it's just like an absolute mush. So when you put this in your mouth, you don't even need to chew. Just your tongue towards your palate with a piece of tomato, and it's just... There is no texture, flavor, anything. These were the tomatoes in the salad earlier this week. And a combination of this one singular kind of leaf, where some of it was really kind of limp. But what I'm saying is that even though there, it was like the lowest kind of grade on certain of the ingredients... Commitment to gratitude over preference. Oh, to be so grateful that, oh my God, I can actually, I have taste buds and eyes and everything that's making it possible for me to see this and interpret it in that way. It's like, oh my God, I'm so grateful that I can place a tomato in my mouth to actually feel. There are people who are paralyzed, who've had things that happen that they can't even feel their mouths or something's happened that they are fed through tubes. They would never know the texture, never mind a crispy, juicy tomato, not even a mushy, tasteless tomato that, oh my God, thank God, I can actually experience a mushy, tasteless tomato. Isn't that incredible? I'm alive to taste this mushy, tasteless tomato. It was just like so many to be alive, to be at a place that with my son, to be able to sit together and and just share and yeah, that there's always, even when something, whatever it is, whatever it is, there's the gratitude for the ability for the experience. Whether the experience, even when it's not like the most pleasurable or desirable or ex- the expectation, it's like, yeah, so it happens to be a, an extra bonus or cherry on top. But it's still just the ability. So, oh. That is working for me for sure, the gratitude of a preference. And 
on the empathy note, so my friend was sharing how she was helping out with some registrations on a particular course and one course there weren't sufficient bookings and someone was very upset because apparently she'd wanted to do this course previously and the exact same thing happened. And my friend was saying she's doing another course on like learning empathy and communication that no matter how much she was trying to like reflect and empathize, it just didn't seem to help or make a difference. This woman was just like so upset. And she said at some point she also wanted to put in her idea and her side because some of the things this woman was saying were not exactly in line with how things were. And then what was so cool was she said like at a certain point it was just too much. So she did slowly start threading in some of like the perspective of what actually was happening. But in the end, she said like nothing really had worked. And it was just nice to unpack it a little bit that sometimes it can take a long time for someone to diffuse enough, to be heard enough for them to diffuse. And sometimes they actually only diffuse like the day after. Because it was a very short clip where Chris Voss mentioned that um, one of the guys who's come to his trainings on tactical empathy and using it for business and everything, that how you can apply this to life, that he went to a family reunion and his sister was there and sometimes she drinks too much and then she can get very verbally like abusive and aggressive and he saw her heading over towards him and thought, oh no, here it comes. And he thought, he's just going to try, practice this. And he just literally, genuinely reflected for like this went on for like an hour. And the next morning, the next morning, got a message from his sister saying, you know, last night I attacked you, attacked you for like over an hour and all you did was show me love. Thank you. I feel so blessed to have you as a brother in my life. So sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we think a certain reflection or holding space for someone is not making a difference, but sometimes it penetrates and saturates, but it only like surfaces, percolates to the surface after. And the other one on a quick note is also, oh, was also Josh Braun, and I may have mentioned it recently, but also here of like really like legitimizing someone else's experience, like with this woman, that she's really upset that she missed the course, and even like giving more to her argument, like how, oh my God, now it's happened like twice in a row. But then bringing in the personal challenge, because now you've got empathy towards the person who's upset, but now if we turn the empathy around by explaining, you know, the challenge is... Like as an organization offering language courses, we have teachers that we need to be able to pay. And in order to pay the teachers, we have to have a commitment of at least X number of students. So when we have less, it means that we don't have, we're not able to sufficiently pay the teacher and we can't expect the teacher to come and teach for free. So that is our challenge. And it's just sometimes bringing that into the mix, so, like turns the empathy both ways. I just was absolutely beautiful. Um, and then the thing was, then if you do have like a solution or if you've chosen, but that was a little bit different because his example was when someone already had chosen something differently, whereas this was in the live case. And we also said, I was just saying to her that once I heard this thing as well of like in these kind of situations, asking someone like what went wrong? What should have happened? No, what happened? What should have happened? And how can we make it right? And sometimes there's almost this assumption that the only way to make it right is to give the person what they were upset about in the first place. But sometimes when you ask, how can we make it right? Actually, people can come up because customers, the person who's irate can actually come up with solutions that weren't expected. 
So it's just worth just putting it out there. So on this deliciously glorious note, here is to absolutely, when there are times when things are glorious and tasty and rock your world and totally like bathe in the experience of it. And when they don't, when they absolutely like disappoint, then bathe in the opportunity to be disappointed. Wow. And here is to practicing empathy and knowing that it's not always not to measure the success or failure of the empathetic and may we trust that when we practice empathy that we don't know, you know that we may be laying groundwork for penetration of, of love and later. So to have faith in using empathy and sometimes then also to try start out with legitimizing someone else's point of view and may we then gently bring in the personal challenge. Happy adventuring precious soul until we meet again. Mm-hmm.